Chapter Twenty Six of Characters of Shakespeare's Plays by William Hazlitt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. All's well that ends well. All's well that ends well is one of the most pleasing of our author's comedies. The interest is, however, more of a serious than of a comic nature. The character of Helen is one of great sweetness and delicacy. She is placed in circumstances of the most critical kind, and has to court her husband both as a virgin and a wife, yet the most scrupulous nicety of female modesty is not once violated. There is not one thought or action that ought to bring a blush into her cheeks, or that for a moment lessens her in our esteem. Perhaps the romantic attachment of a beautiful and virtuous girl to one placed above her hopes by the circumstances of birth and fortune was never so exquisitely expressed as in the reflections which she utters when young Rusillon leaves his mother's house under whose protection she has been brought up with him to repair to the french king's court helena oh that were all i think not on my father and these great tears grace his remembrance more than those i shed for him what was he like i have forgot him my imagination carries no favour in it but bertram's i am undone there is no living none if bertram be away it were all one that i should love a bright particular star and think to wed it he is so above me in his bright radiance and collateral light must i be comforted not in his sphere the ambition in my love thus plagues itself the hind that would be mated by the lion must die for love twas pretty though a plague to see him every hour to sit and draw his arched brows his hawking eye his curls in our heart's table heart too capable of every line and trick of his sweet favour but now he's gone and my idolatrous fancy must sanctify his relics the interest excited by this beautiful picture of a kind and innocent heart is kept up afterwards by her resolution to follow him to france the success of her experiment in restoring the king's health her demanding bertram in marriage as recompense his leaving her in disdain her interview with him afterwards disguised as diana a young lady whom he importunes with his secret addresses and their final reconciliation when the consequences of her stratagem and the proofs of her love are fully made known the persevering gratitude of the french king to his benefactress who cures him of a languishing distemper by a prescription hereditary in her family the indulgent kindness of the countess whose pride of birth yields almost without struggle to her affection for helen the honesty and uprightness of the good old lord lefeu makes very interesting parts of the picture the wilful stubbornness and youthful petulance of bertram are also very admirably described the comic part of the play turns on the folly boasting and cowardice of parolles a parasite and hanger-on of bertram's the detection of whose false pretenses to bravery and honour forms a very amusing episode he is first found out by the old lord lefeu who says the soul of this man is in his clothes and it is proved afterwards that his heart is in his tongue and that both are false and hollow the adventure of the bringing off of his drum has become proverbial as a satire on all ridiculous and blustering undertakings which the person never means to perform nor can anything be more severe than what one of the bystanders remarks upon what parolles says of himself 
is it possible he should know what he is and be that he is yet parolles himself gives the best solution of the difficulty afterwards when he is thankful to escape with his life and the loss of character for so that he can live on he is by no means squeamish about the loss of pretensions to which he had sense enough to know that he had no real claims and which he had assumed only as a means to live parolles yet i am thankful if my heart were great twould burst at this captain i'll be no more but i will eat and drink and sleep as soft as captain shall simply the thing i am shall make me live who knows himself a braggart let him fear this for it shall come to pass that every braggart shall be found an ass rust sword cool blushes and parolles live safest in shame being fooled by foolery thrive this place and means for every man alive all after them the story of all's well that ends well and of several others of shakespeare's plays is taken from boccaccio the poet has dramatized the original novel with great skill and comic spirit and has preserved all the beauty of character and sentiment without improving upon it which was impossible there is indeed in boccaccio's serious pieces a truth a pathos and an exquisite refinement of sentiment which is hardly to be met with in any other prose writer whatever justice has not been done him by the world he has in general passed for a mere narrator of lascivious tales or idle jests this character probably originated in his obnoxious attacks on the monks and has been kept up by the grossness of mankind who revenged their own want of refinement on boccaccio and only saw in his writings what suited the coarseness of their own tastes but the truth is that he has carried sentiment of every kind to its very highest purity and perfection by sentiment we would here understand the habitual workings of some one powerful feeling where the heart reposes almost entirely upon itself without the violent excitement of opposing duties or untoward circumstances in this way nothing ever came up to the story of frederigo alberici and his falcon the perseverance and attachment the spirit of gallantry and generosity displayed in it has no parallel in the history of heroical sacrifices the feeling is so unconscious too and involuntary is brought out in such small unlooked-for and unostentatious circumstances as to show it to have been woven into the very nature and soul of the author the story of isabella is scarcely less fine and is more affecting in the circumstances and the catastrophe dryden has done justice to the impassioned eloquence of the tancred and sigismunda but has not given an adequate idea of the wild preternatural interest of the story of honoria Himon and iphigenie is by no means one of the best notwithstanding the popularity of the subject the proof of unalterable affection given in the story of geronimo and the simple touches of nature and picturesque beauty in the story of the two holiday lovers who were poisoned by tasting of a leaf in the garden at florence are perfect masterpieces the epithet of divine was well bestowed on this great painter of the human heart the invention implied in his different tales is immense but we are not to infer that it is all his own he probably availed himself of all the common traditions which were floating in his time and which he was the first to appropriate homer appears the most original of all authors probably for no other reason than that we can trace the plagiarism no further boccaccio has furnished subjects to numberless writers since his time both dramatic and narrative the story of griselda is borrowed from his decameron by chaucer 
as is the knight's tale palamon and arcite from his poem of the theseid end of all's well that ends well